Hello. Welcome again. So today, we are going to talk about the book of Ruth. Now, if you like stories about unconditional love, loyalty, and difficult choices, then the book of Ruth is for you. This, uh, this is a book that I strongly recommend you read all the way through so that you can get to the, the uh, ending where you find out Ruth's place in King David's ancestry. Um, <clears throat> so, as we heard in the threshold moment, the book of Ruth tells the story of a Gentile woman from Moab, Ruth, who was received into God's Israelite family and became the great grandmother of King David. Ruth's story is really a transformative journey. It's a narrative that exalts diversity, loyalty, and the inclusive love of God. In Ruth chapter 1, verses 1 through 17, we find a family in the throes of a devastating famine. Through their trials, we unearth profound lessons about faith, loyalty, and the boundless inclusivity of God's love. This is a story truly of good news, of great joy for all people. So let's set the stage. The book of Ruth is found right after Judges in the Christian Bible. The, the first verse states, in the days when Judges ruled. So we can assume that Ruth's story takes place around the same time as Judges. At this time in Bethlehem, a town whose name happens to mean house of bread, there was a great famine, and this famine had cast a very dark shadow, leaving its inhabitants in dire need. The people were starving, and they were desperate. Naomi, her husband, Elimelech, and two sons were facing the harsh realities of scarcity. Their lives once marked by abundance, now bears the weight of uncertainty. They had a very difficult decision to make. Do they stay in their homeland, or do they venture out and try to find sustenance elsewhere? And this reminds us that sometimes love requires us to make difficult decisions. Naomi's husband had to provide for his family. It was his responsibility. And because of the unbearable weight of desperation and its consequences, Naomi's family did decide to uproot and seek sustenance elsewhere. You can imagine what a difficult decision that this must have been. His decision, while motivated by love for his family, carried profound implications. The journey to Moab, a foreign land, becomes both a physical and spiritual pilgrimage in search of hope and survival. Also, keep in mind that Moab and Israel were not friends. They did not get along. In the midst of this famine, we encounter a family facing life-altering decisions. Elimelech's choice led to profound losses. Yet, even in the deepest valleys, and the darkest times, God's inclusive love is at work, weaving a tapestry of love and purpose that transcends boundaries. Naomi's husband died in Moab, 
Naomi's two sons married two Moab women, Orpah and Ruth. Sadly, Naomi's two sons also died. Now this left the family, Naomi and her two daughters-in-law, with no male to lead the family. They were left vulnerable in their society. Can any of us imagine any more profound losses than the loss of your spouse and your only two sons? We read in verses 6 through 13 about how Naomi becomes bitter. As we peer into the depths of her grief, her heartache reverberates right through the pages of scripture. We witness as she grapples with the weight of her despair, a weight that could drown her in sorrow. We can feel the profound sense of abandonment, which is a poignant reminder of the universality of human suffering. No matter where we come from, we all know the pain of grief. Her crisis is encapsulated in her words, call me Mara. This renaming from Naomi, which means pleasant, to Mara, which means bitter, is a testament to her struggle with the divine plan. It is an act of courage and an acknowledgement of her pain and an invitation to God to meet her in the depths of her despair. Amidst the backdrop of Naomi's grief and pain emerges Ruth, a beacon of unwavering loyalty. Ruth's love for Naomi transcends cultural and societal boundaries. She utters these timeless words, do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God, my God. Again, love can mean making difficult choices. Ruth could have chosen to return to her family in Moab just as as Orpah did. Instead, she swore her loyalty to Naomi and chose to go where Naomi goes. Her love of Naomi was strong. Ruth makes a pledge of loyalty and love, and it is a testament to the transformative potential of inclusive covenant relationships. In choosing to stand by Naomi, Ruth demonstrated that love and loyalty knows no cultural or racial confines. Ruth's example challenges us to examine the depth of our own commitment to those around us, regardless of their background. Through Ruth, we witness the profound truth that loyalty and love are powerful forces that bind us together, transcending mere duty, obligation, or social standing. It is a choice born of compassion and the recognition of the inherent worth of every individual. Ruth's loyalty becomes a shining example for all of us, urging us to extend our hearts and arms to those who may seem different from us. In Naomi's bitterness and Ruth's loyalty, we find a bright display of inclusivity. Their story illuminates the depth of human connection and reminds us of the divine potential with our own relationships, regardless of background or origin. As we continue to navigate our own journeys, I hope that we can be inspired by their example to extend love, loyalty, and inclusivity to all we encounter. Ruth's stirring confession of faith 
stands as a beacon of inclusivity and diversity. She embraces the God of all nations, recognizing that his love knows no bounds. In these verses, we witness a powerful affirmation of God's inclusive nature, inviting all people to draw near to him. Recognizing and acknowledging God's authority over circumstances, Ruth demonstrates a deep trust in his sovereignty. Her faith is an echo of the truth that God's providence is available to all who seek him, regardless of their heritage. Ruth's declaration, your God will be my God, resonates as an invitation for all of us to recognize and embrace one true God who extends his love without exception. Ruth accompanies Naomi back to Bethlehem. They are returning to the promised land with a knowing that God's promises are open to all who seek refuge in his love. Now, if you do read ahead in the book of Ruth, you will see that Ruth does remarry. She bears a son who bears a son who bears a son named David, King David. The book of Ruth illustrates for us so clearly that deep abiding love and loyalty can transcend all boundaries. Ruth and Naomi come from different worlds, and yet Ruth's love for Naomi was so strong that she returned to Bethlehem. She made a promise to continue to choose Naomi no matter what. This is the kind of love that God has for us. It does not matter who we are or where we came from. We are loved. This love doesn't keep score. It doesn't check off a checklist of where you're from, who your people are, or what your standing in society is. It just loves. So as I finished reading Ruth, these are just a few of the ideas that stuck with me. First, Ruth was faithful to Naomi, even though they were from different ethnic groups and faiths. And this challenges the notion that a lot of us have of mistrusting foreigners. It's a message of unconditional love. Next, God's plan included a foreign woman, and not only a foreign woman, but an ordinary woman, to be among King David's ancestors. So God's favor must extend beyond Israel to all nations. And finally, God works through the faithfulness of ordinary people, people just like you and me, and people that might be very different than you or me. God works through all of us. So I pray, gracious God, please hear our prayers. Help us be the peacemakers in the world. Help us as we try to understand our fellow man as we learn to love you and to love our neighbor. We pray, dear Lord, that you help us see your face in the face of our neighbors. May we leave this place with love in our hearts, and may we share that love with others generously. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, I would like to mention that we um, at St. Paul's do not pass an offering plate. However, we do very thankfully accept your offerings as they support the ministries of this church. You'll see two um, boxes on the wall, and then there's another freestanding box in the narthex if you would like to give an offering. We very gratefully appreciate it. Um, all right.
Thank you. Thank you.